wait and see. You know, when you can't predict the future, that can be a good strategy. But wait and see isn't always a good strategy when it comes to your retirement. In these uncertain times, the decisions you make today regarding your savings and investments can have a huge impact on your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial have seen the market at its highs, its lows, and everywhere in between. They know how emotional it can be for you right now. So here's what they're doing. They're clearing their schedule to talk with you on the phone or on a video call to listen to what concerns you have and then offer help. The number to call is 863-285-3815. They are local and independent advisors who can help guide you through this. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team now. 863-285-3815 and schedule your time for a phone or a video meeting with the team. Call 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Investment Advisory Services offered through Statler Financial nine. Services, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential About loss of principal. time in the morning, we always uh, check the change in our pockets and double-check and see how our retirement funds are doing on Wall Street. Time to go downtown and see what they really are doing with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. We start out with a whole bunch of macro junk government data dump stuff and... Uh, I don't have a bit of good news out of it this morning. No, me either, Dave. I mean, I'm looking at everything, and all the numbers are uh, disappointments, uh, to say the least. Some of them are some big disappointments when it comes to retail sales. Uh, uh, and, the, and the futures are starting to show that, too. Okay. You've got the benefit of instant tick, and I was wondering what the reaction was going to be like here. Here's the numbers that we're looking at after we set the table for the morning. Yesterday it looked like a pretty much semi-normal day yesterday. The Dow was off by 86 points, but that was only a quarter of a percent. NASDAQ was up by 104. That was three quarters of a percent up. And the Standard & Poor's did make it to a new record. Record was 42.49, closed at 42.55 with a seven and three quarters percent gain or point gain. That looks that all looks relatively normal, inching upward and going backward a little bit. Then we come to the morning, and retail sales last month, they expected them to be down a little bit because party time after the, uh, after the stimulus payments was over, but we were expecting eight-tenths of a percent off. We got 1.3% off, 50% better or worse uh, than the market expected. That can't be considered good news. No, it can't. And coming off of um, April, where it was basically zero change in, in retail sales, to, uh, to to go, I mean, they expected uh, you have 0 .8, 0 .8, I have 0 .7. Any, anyway, it's going to be down. But to actually go down a significantly more than that, um, you know, that's some that that does right, raise some concerns about why. What what is the reason? Is it still lack of supply chain? Um, because if that's the issue, then then we can understand that, right? Because if if we don't have the items on the store shelf to buy then people aren't going to buy it. So that would cause retail sales to go down. But if it's prices too high or other economic reasons, that definitely becomes concerning. Understood. Oh, they did revise April's retail sales up to a 0.9% gain. That was up from no change from before. That just came across my ticker a couple of seconds ago. But even that having been said, it was a big disappointment in May. And, you know, as you say, was it supply chain can't find anything to buy? Was it the fact that we blew the stimulus checks a couple of months earlier, so consequently we're resting? We don't know. But one way or the other, this economy is driven by retail sales and consumerism. And anytime the retail dollars are down, that's definitely not something you're looking for. 
You're right. Absolutely right, Dave. And so the question becomes, um, and, and you and I always talk about that's that's a data point, right? We, we don't know if that is the direction we're going until next month when we see what that data point looks like. And if that data point's negative, then, then I definitely think that will raise some concerns. Yeah, the other thing is raising concerns on credibility was I've made note of it. It just came across my ticker as we were talking. How on earth can you take the government figure from April and say, last month, oh, it's flat. Oh, gosh, we were wrong. We revised it up to a full nine-tenths of a percent increase. Uh, what's, what's wrong with the government data dump anyway? <laughs> well, and that, you're right. That's a big, that is a big revision. But it, yeah. even, but it even makes May's numbers look worse, right? Because yeah, if, we were flat, if we were flat to, to minus 1.3 or 1.4 to we were up nine-tenths and now we're down 1.4, that's, that's a much bigger spread that we're talking about there. That, that was exactly what was going through my mind. This, this went from being a disappointment and a big disappointment to what would almost look like a crash for a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely a bigger makes it a much bigger disappointment than than originally thought of. Absolutely, the other data dump figure that came out of the government today again, uh, this one might be a good news, bad news thing. The producer price index, inflation that goes into the wholesale number, they were expecting on my number about six tenths of a percent increase during May. We got eight tenths of a percent again, a full third higher inflation rate than they expected for the month. Well, that, that's true, and and I kind of have the same thing. I have they respected a half a percent, um, but but in either case, it is more than anybody really expected. So we continue to see, you know, prices going up, and again, the the question becomes: Is it inflationary, or is it supply chain driven, um, and supply and demand driven? And that's going to be the question as we continue to, to move down the, the rest of this year. Absolutely. If, if we've been cracking wise about, about the cars, it's a perfect example. If all we've got is a supply chain issue, then when the supply chain issues get fixed, there may even be a glut of products and we'll see a, you know a, a, a backing off on the inflation, maybe even a decrease. Kind of like the cars. We've got a million cars sitting in the factory lots waiting for chips. Once they get the chips to plug in, I would figure that there'd probably be the sale of the century on new cars, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, Dave. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, maybe, hey, we'll just hang tight with the 2010 F-150 and just, you know, hey, we'll just keep plugging that thing along until, uh, you know, there's a glut on the market and maybe we can get a better deal. Yeah, I, I, you don't know, but basically that's my example of, you know, supply chain versus demand falling. We don't know for sure what it is, but uh, it's certainly at this point in time is one of those weirdnesses that makes you wonder. Uh, the reason that I said the inflation figure could be interpreted either direction is because the Federal Reserve is meeting today, the Open Market Committee. Tomorrow afternoon, we expect to get a, res a report out of them. Nobody expects them to change the interest rate situation or the bond buying situation much right now. Now, but we're going to be parsing everything they say tomorrow afternoon at two, especially in light of these reports. You're right. They, they definitely will be. I mean, even though we, we continue to see these markets button up against the all-time highs, I mean, the S&P closed at a new high. Actually, Dave, the Nasdaq closed at a new high, too, yesterday. Oh, that was. I wasn't watching that. Yeah. I knew the S&P was inches away, so I was watching it more carefully. Uh, yeah, it's definitely nosebleed territory, and as I said, a quarter-point drop on the Dow really 
I mean, that's the wobble that happens day to day, so it really didn't excite me much. We're climbing. We're staying at those highs, and that indicates that the market expects things to get better. Uh, that's another situation. If we're looking at inflation, we're looking at low retail sales, we could cruise for a bruising on the next quarterly report earnings season. Well, that, that, that's true. We, we really could. I mean, the other thing we do see is interest rates are at pretty much a three-month low right now, back down to about 1.5% on the 10-year Treasury. So that's also fueling the, uh, the stock market. Yeah, we haven't moved much. They're up a little bit this morning on the bond yields, but it's not. we're not starting a trend, and that was the worry that we had a couple, three months ago when NASDAQ was crashing, that we had the trend going upward on bond yields, and that doesn't appear to be the case. Other indications this morning, just since we're both kind of in a funk anyway this morning, the Empire State Business Index, one of those numbers that when things are quiet, we kind of blow off as being just another indication matters more when it confirms what we had. Last month, the Empire State Business Index was at 24.3. The report this morning down to 17.4, and that's after they reopened the state up there. What the heck? Yeah, you're right, and that is way off of the expectation. They did expect it to go down, but they expected it to go to 20 from 24 to 22, not all the way down to 17. So, yeah, and but again, Dave... I, I have to look at these different numbers and you have to ask the question about supply chain because mm-hmm. that's that's still such a big deal that we're dealing with that um, it's hard to read the numbers now because of so much supply chain. As a matter of fact, I read an article, Home Depot actually has rented its own cargo ship to bring its a full boatload of supplies back over because they – the cargo ships, you can't get room on a cargo ship to, to get stuff over here. And, and then when they get here, we can't unload them anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I hate to sound cynical, but this is not making a whole heck of a lot of sense. We've got people lined up, you know, we've got people holding out of jobs. Now, these jobs that unload the cargo ships are high paying stuff. Why on earth are they in line off of California? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Well, of course, you know, California is always a little slow opening up. Hopefully, finally, they're getting a little bit more uh, folks back to work and, and opening up a little bit more. Get the longshoremen back to work and we might solve some of our problems. Anyway, we started with kind of a mediocre morning after an eh day yesterday with a couple of new records that we inched up to 45 minutes before we opened this morning. What did happen after we dumped all that data out of the government? Anyway, where are we going? You know, at best, Dave, I'm going to say it's flat, really flat, Um, flatter than what it was uh, 30 minutes ago. We got the Dow is right now up $2.50. You got the NASDAQ up. Uh, I'm sorry, NASDAQ's actually down about $4, and you got the S&P 500 up less than a dollar. So, you know, it's it's flat from all different ways you look at it. Uh, we look at the commodity side, though. We do have silver getting beat up pretty bad this morning, down 1%, still at $27.75 an ounce. Copper, I, we, don't, we haven't talked about it much, but it's down almost 4.5% this morning, so it, it's taking a beating. Gold's wow. up a tenth of a percent. And then, you know, your favorite, crude oil, up 1.2% right now to $71.72 a barrel. Bumping our nose on $72 an ounce is what I call the beginnings of a bad day. (laughs) 
off a little bit on the Asian rim markets for the most part, although it was kind of directionless. Europe is uh, inching upward by uh, sometimes about a half a percent or more on the European markets halfway through their day. Uh, getting stability and figuring out when you and I can't look at all this data and come up with any kind of a really coherent idea as to what's causing it, that's kind of a ticket to volatility on my retirement funds. Philip, how do I get a hold of you to find some stability to those funds? Dave, you know, I got to say, folks that are five years out or less from retirement or have already retired, uh, volatility can be your worst enemy. Uh, give us a call and let's find out exactly how much risk you have in your current portfolio. 863-382-0037. And then, uh, and then check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. And join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And we'll be back again tomorrow morning. And hope may, maybe the government will put some flesh on the bones of those inflation figures, make us feel a little bit better. What do you think? That would be nice, but you and I won't get to talk about that probably until Thursday. Most likely the Fed will speak on Wednesday afternoon. Philip, thank you much. We'll catch you tomorrow, all right? All right, have a good one. Thank you much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Wait and see. You know, when you can't predict the future, that can be a good strategy. But wait and see isn't always a good strategy when it comes to your retirement. In these uncertain times, the decisions you make today regarding your savings and investments can have a huge impact on your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial have seen the market at its highs, its lows, and everywhere in between. They know how emotional it can be for you right now. So here's what they're doing. They're clearing their schedule to talk with you on the phone or on a video call to listen to what concerns you have and then offer help. The number to call is 863-285-3815. They are local and independent advisors who can help guide you through this. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team now. 863-285-3815 and schedule your time for a phone or a video meeting with the team.